You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. All right, then. On with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. Don't forget, you can take us on the go with Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, basically anywhere that you get your podcasts. You can also check out our website, themisfitfaction.com, where you can find links to any articles that have been written on that site, as well as our merchandise store, links to all of our podcasts, including Cinematic Adventures and MF Uncensored. I'm one of your hosts, Ronnie, with me today via the Zoom is Paul. Paul, how you doing? It's via the Zoom studio. I say it in every episode. God. But I'm hosting, so it had to be different. God. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> doing quite well, sir. Thank you. Not as good as so, me. Well, why is that? Because <laughs> you're drinking wine and I'm not? I'm so classy. Having my wine while we record. <laughs> mm, it's been a long week. Mm, dude. Oh. oh, this $14 Cabernet has a little hint of cheap... <laughs> Yeah, right? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Just a little bit. Yes. So we have a throwback episode for you this week. We realized about, a, or I should say Paul realized about a week or so ago that we have never done Guardians of the Galaxy, which is quite surprising seeing as how it's probably, I would say, definitely in both of our top Marvel movies of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's kind of surprising that we haven't done it. And with Volume 3 coming out in like two weeks or so from the time of recording, we decided to do an episode on Volume 1. We'll do Volume 2 maybe next week or so, but for right now we're going to go with Volume 1. But before we talk about that movie, we do have a little bit of news that we would like to share with y'all. So, Paul, what do you got for us? All right. So, in honor of the 85th anniversary of Superman, we did get a lot of Superman-related material being released, mostly nice nostalgic videos and clips and stuff like that, a lot of pictures and everything. But we also got our first look. Apparently, Superman Legacy has entered pre-production with a completed script. So, that's interesting because there's no casting news, no nothing, no no story details. It was literally just a picture of the script completed. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. I, w- I wonder if they're trying to keep things under wraps as far as casting, or I wonder if they're like, we have the script, now let's find people to do the script. <laughs> yeah, and ironically enough, Zack Snyder also released a like an un- an unseen picture of Henry Cavill as Superman. I don't know. This this whole thing is still just it's gonna we're gonna look back on this time of DC and hopefully look back with like nostalgia and just like oh man it's better than we expected like that kind of thing because in all honesty like it's just such a mess right now oh yeah but i will on the website we're gonna have maybe some sort of article up for superman and you know kind of we did an episode we did a character study on superman and i'll make sure that i link it at some point this week but uh, yeah we we're big fans of the big blue boy scout and you know obviously there's something to be said about his his staying power and longevity so and speaking of superman they have finally released uh, the first look at Michael Cudlitz's Lex Luthor in Superman and Lois. Now, that's a show that you have not seen. I've, well, no, I have seen, I want to say half of season one. Mm-hmm. And I just stopped because of life, not because I didn't like it. I actually really enjoyed Superman and Lois. I thought at that time it could have ended up being one of the best 
CW DC shows that we've had. So, well, yeah, I kind of fell off with it. I do want to get back to watching it, but also at the same time, it's one of those, I know it's ending soon, even though there's been no word about it ending, but everything else is ending on the CW. So it still has the, uh, the better odds out of some of the other shows. Yeah. But yeah, like Sue Ran and Lois was a show that I watched the first season and I was my wife was going to catch up on season one before season two starts, so I never watched season two. I saved all of it, like it was on my DVR, yeah. and you know, finally it got to a point where we, we were doing renovations, and that's one of the reasons that the the episodes have been a little spotty is because we redid the entire podcast studio in a, in addition to the rest of my entire house, so it, it's been a little hectic. I did finally get the decorations up. I know Ronnie, I don't think you could see them because they're in the background there. But the shelf of nerdy stuff is back up and all these things. I'll, I'll post a picture once everything's all cleaned up. But so I actually binge watched all of season two in, in that week. And now I'm finally caught up on season three. And just season three has been amazing. So they finally figured out that you could do cool Superman action stuff and also make him a very relatable character in terms yeah. of like just being a parent and it, it's it's well done and this season's even better because of something that they're doing with Lois I don't want to spoil it for those of you guys who haven't seen it but uh, yeah good stuff man good stuff also oh so I did not pre-frame Ronnie on this one but uh, this is kind of superhero related news we talk a little bit about it on cinematic adventures but Power Rangers once a ranger the 30th once a ranger always a ranger the 30th anniversary they're calling mm-hmm. it a movie but it's really just a long TV episode dropped this week and I'm I'm going to assume Ronnie you haven't seen it no, I have not. Okay, it's bad. It's really, really bad. Is it like current people or is it like old footage? It's, no, it's the it's original Rangers. It's the original blue, yeah. the original black, and then it's Rocky the Red Ranger and Cat the Pink Ranger and a new Yellow mm-hmm. Ranger and um, kind of Tommy Jason and Kimberly, kind of, kind of. But uh, it doesn't make any sense story-wise. It's really like just... It's bad. Like, it's nostalgic, yeah. and there are times that you, like, chuckle, and, like, you know, like, if you were a Power Rangers kid growing up, it, it was, it's fun, but the, the script makes zero sense, and, yeah. like, with only some mild tweaks, like, it's just very lazy writing, and then the CGI, they redid the dinosaurs, like, the Uh-oh. whole Megazord sequence in CG, and it looks worse. Ooh. It looks worse than 1993 action figures. That's bad. It's it's really bad. That's really bad. It, it's it, and again, like really, the the biggest thing is the script makes zero sense. Yeah, but they're kind of superhero related, so I figured I'd bring it up just yeah. since we were here. So basically, you're telling me to watch it. Yes. Oh my god, watch it. Watch <laughs> it with it. Watch it with something to drink and just yeah. It's it's on Netflix now. I hope if they do anything more with it, they they reconsider it. Do it because, better. <laughs> just get a better script writer. Like it. So here's the best example. It starts off in the present day, like right now. And like Billy and Zach are active Power Rangers with their active Power Ranger powers, even though they established 25 years ago that those powers were gone and and new Power Rangers. And and like, you know, Zeo was stronger than regular and Turbo was stronger than Zeo. Like, oh, and then no, no, we're going to be dinosaur. It's the 30th anniversary of of. The, the beginning of the show. So I get it. Yeah. But it, and they're all, I, and I'm not trying to be mean, but they're all old. Like, yeah. Zach does hip hop keto in it. <laughs> That's and he, great. And he announces it first. He goes, time for some hip hop keto. And I was like, whoa. Oh. Yes. 
that's 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 tough. But uh, ironically enough, there are some there are some jokes that really land, and I found myself like laughing, and yeah. in like a good way, like that as they were meant to. And then it gets dark. Like it addresses the yeah. death of Trini. Like oh wow, she dies in it. You see her die, like murdered. You don't see that in Power Rangers. They're not supposed to show that stuff. Actually, there have been a few times where Power Rangers have actually died. Yeah, yeah interesting stuff. But anyway, so superhero kind of related. Let's see. Any th- oh, the Spider-Man movies have officially been announced to be coming to Disney Plus, starting with Spider-Man, oh. Spider-Man Two, Spider-Man Three, The Amazing Spider-Man One, No Word on Amazing Spider-Man Two, and Venom. I can't wait to watch Venom on Disney Plus. I know. It's nothing. Nothing says family film quite like. <laughs> right. That's I, like the best movie out of all those. <laughs> not going to lie, though. I, I do want to watch Let There Be Carnage again at some point and to see if it's yeah. just as bad as I remember. I have a feeling, yes. But yeah. And speaking of which, Juno Temple, I don't know who that is, may be playing a role in Venom 3. So they are still moving forward with Venom 3. I mean, it's making money. It made its money. It did all you know, That's the thing. If it makes money, you might as well keep going. <sighs> Stupid. No, that's a terrible. That's how Fast and Furious happens. That's how you get Fast and Furious. I don't Venom. want that. I don't. Venom ten. Oh my god, Venom ten. Let there be more Venom. No, stop. Please no. Oh god. And uh, and lastly, we have. Let's see. The Russo brothers are expressing interest in helming a Batman movie for DC Studios. I would love to see the Russo brothers do a, a Batman film. Yeah. I think they do a really good job. You know that that's some fan casting. I think that would be really good. But you know what would be really good? The Duffer Brothers doing a Titans movie. Ooh. You're welcome. Pitched it Thank here for, for the first time ever. Multiverse fan cast. If Mr. that Fat- happens, you better be getting a check. Dude, I'll just be getting a high five at least. That's all I need. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Take, take, take a nice crisp high five. I'll take a crisp high five always. And that's why we. That's why doing the Zoom series sometimes sucks because I. I'm, that was me. That was me doing Each it. Other. it. Doesn't count. No. What if we hit the screen? Does that count? No, I'm afraid I'll break something. Everything's still kind of frazzled around here. Yeah. But yeah, that's all the biggest news. There is some Star Wars news, but we're gonna be saving that for Cinematic Adventures because it's Star Wars month coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Almost there. Almost there. Like we're running out of time. Yeah. yeah. Well, about a month or so from. Time of recording, it's oh. going to be Star Wars month? No, it starts next week. Oh, sorry, a week. That's yeah. what I meant to say. <laughs> With uh, The Force Awakens. Yeah. Woo! We're going to run out of Star Wars month stuff. Aye. All right, but yeah, that's all, all the news. Right. That's all the news. All right. Well, thank you for that, sir. Oh, you're right. welcome. Like I said, we are going to be talking about Guardians Volume 1. So what we're going to do is like our typical kind of retro review. We're not going to go too much into the plot because, again... This movie is about nine years old or so. I mean, I know 2014 it came out. Yeah, nine um, years. So it's pretty we, old. We've at had this point. we've had the Guardians for almost ten years. That's wild. Yeah. So if you haven't seen this movie, this whole episode is going to be a spoiler episode, basically. So it's, prob- it's probably on T- it. it's probably on TBS right now. Yeah, probably. Probably. But yeah, so basically what we do is we're going to run down kind of our cast list and just briefly talk about their characters, what we liked about them in the movie, and then kind of we'll take a little break after that. But 
I arguably the biggest star to come from this is Chris Pratt. Are we gonna do initial thoughts first? Club. Are we doing initial thoughts first, or are you gonna do cast first? We can do initial thoughts if you want. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna do it. We take notes beforehand. <laughs> this is why I was we just can't. So excited. This is why people quit the show. Ooh. Too I soon. was so excited to talk about Chris Pratt. Sorry. So yes, initial thoughts. Paul, why don't you go first since you reminded me? I really like Chris Pratt this movie. That was my initial thought. <laughs> no. Initial thoughts. This was the first Marvel film after Iron Man that showed, hey, we could take a G-list set of characters and make something incredible out of it. We're all big fans of James Gunn here. I know when Rob was on the show, he he would talk about Slither and all that stuff a lot. Like the, the, James Gunn is never going to be the issue when it comes to making films because he has a very unique style and he's very good at what he does. I don't think that he is the best fit for everything. No. I'm very curious to see what he does with Superman because like – did you see what was the Brightburn? Isn't that what he was involved? He didn't direct it, but he was involved with Brightburn, like the yes. evil Superman kid. If he could bring some of that to Superman and a little bit of Superman and Lois, I'll be okay. But yeah, in, in all honesty, that would be the biggest twist if suddenly they were like Tyler Hecklin is Superman in Superman Legacy. That would be. Yeah. I don't know if it would work, but I I that's, I'd go see that movie in a heartbeat. But oh, yeah. for me, you get this movie of characters who. I know a little bit about, like, I knew Groot, and I knew Rocket and Star-Lord, and, like, I knew of them, but for the most part, I was not familiar. I never read a Guardians comic book. It's, yeah. There's a lot of, like, space-faring superheroes in, especially in Marvel. You know, you got them, you got Corsair and the Star Jammers. Like, you got a lot of, like, space is, like, the big thing, and in all honesty, it's going to be the probably the next logical step for the MC like right now we're in the multiverse saga there's a big push that it's gonna be like the mutant saga next followed by the cosmic yeah. saga and in all honesty you know all these space adventures are a great possibility for all this stuff and i think this movie benefits from the fact that it doesn't take place in the Mar in the main marvel universe like on earth yeah but for me this movie was such a pleasant surprise it is so good so incredibly good it's going to be very hard to nitpick. Even the second one, I really do like the second one. Our friend, yeah. Ed, our friend that you hate to see it, Adam, he does not like the second one. No. So I, I can't wait to talk about that for Fan Feedback Friday. But yeah, initial yeah. thoughts. This movie is just, I love it. Yeah. I, I agree. I'm sure, again, most people agree that this is one of the best Marvel movies that we've had. I mean, from the casting is like spot on. You know, like there's like no changes that you could think of to be made. I mean, yeah, you could always change the cast of group because it's group. You know what I mean? Like there's no voice really to him kind of thing, you know. But again, that's just a voice because of that. So but I mean, everything about this movie is so unlike Marvel. Hmm. I think Marvel were used to the same kind of formula. And then when this movie came out. It was completely different than what we're used to with the Marvel movie in obviously a great way. I mean, another thing with this movie is that soundtrack, you know, is great. I think the soundtrack is talked about just as much as everything else. Oh, with absolutely. This movie. Yeah. It just hits in all different areas from visuals to script to, you know, characters and actors and everything from top to bottom. And like you said, it's just pretty much no nitpicking can be had 
with this movie. I'm sure we'll find something. We'll see, I guess. <laughs> well, all right then, now that yeah. you've told me that. Right? But what we're going to do now is, because I messed up and didn't do initial thoughts, we're going to take a quick commercial break. I and, thought we were talking about the characters and then taking an initial break. Oh, no, my God. I just said we are now going to take the break and then do our character list. But first, a quick break. Hey guys, it's Paul, and the Misfit Faction is looking for your help. We are trying to grow not only our network, but also grow our brands, and the best way to do that is if you guys are looking to start your very own podcast. Maybe you guys have been listening to us for a while. Maybe it's something you guys have always wanted to do, but you're not sure how to get started. If you go to podbean.com slash Misfit Faction, you guys will get a month of free podcasting on set as a gift from us. So make sure if you guys are looking to start your own show, you reach out to us and go to podbean.com slash Misfit Faction. Also, maybe you guys have your own online business or service that you're always looking to grow and advertising is a very big part of that if you guys go to sponsorship.podbean.com slash misfit faction you guys can get a hundred dollars worth of free advertising again as a thank you from us to you guys that's sponsorship.podbean.com slash misfit faction all right welcome back like i said we're gonna jump right into our cast so like I said earlier, we have Chris Pratt as Peter Quill. Again, you know, like perfect casting. This was Chris Pratt at the time wasn't too big of a star. He was Parks, Parks he was and Rec. Parks and Rec, you know, where not it wasn't that wasn't even too big of a show, but it was big enough that a good amount of people knew who Chris Pratt was at the time, mm-hmm. but really didn't know too much about him. And then this movie just kind of sent him on a rocket, you know, to stardom. And because of this, you got him in, what, three Jurassic Park movies? Or yep. it's just been two? Three? Three, three yeah, right? Three Jurassic yeah. Park movies and other movies I just can't think of off the top of my head. But this kind of just shot him to be an A-list celebrity, you know, because of his portrayal in this movie yeah so he started off like he he did a, a couple of small things like he was in Moneyball and mm-hmm. Parks and Rec and he did like Zero Dark Thirty and all that stuff but yeah. he, he was he was actually kind of down with all this stuff like he talks about how apparently he messed up auditions for Star Trek and Avatar and like this it was like a humbling thing about taking a lead so yeah. luckily he really like he was suggested by another by the casting director who like didn't want like he even though James Gunn was still struggling to find somebody he wasn't really about Chris Pratt at the time but yeah. this the casting director Sarah Finn managed to arrange a meeting between the two and then Chris Pratt was able to win over Kevin Feige despite the fact that he had gained like a ton of weight for some movie delivery man he was doing mm-hmm. so let's let's talk about this really quick so this is an actual true story i don't did you and i go see the movie together probably probably but i distinctly remember in the movie when there's the his the gratuitous shirtless shot of Chris yeah. Pratt, there was a woman somewhere like around my right shoulder, like behind us, who went, "Oh damn!" Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, yes!" But yeah. yeah, like Chris Pratt, he's one of those guys that he fully committed to it, and you know, obviously Andy Dwyer was more of like a, a chubby, lovable, goofy guy, yeah. and I, I need to walk watch Parks and Rec. I never, I've seen clips and I've seen bits and pieces, but I've never sat yeah. down and watched it. But for me, like Chris Pratt, he seals this 
this movie. He is the heart of it. And it's it's funny because each Guardians movie has a different character that kind of takes that central feel. Yeah. In this movie, it's really a Chris. It's really Star Lord's story. The second movie, I feel, even though Star Lord and his dad is like the big thing, a lot of these other characters have much better moments to shine. Yeah. And when we talk about two, we'll talk about kind of, and you know, I'm sure like in our next episode where we talk about two, we'll also kind of talk about Endgame and even like Thor: Love and Thunder because yeah, you know, we got to get ready for this for the end of the Guardians, basically. Yeah. We did an episode on the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Yes, we did. That we did. Yep. So I'll make sure we, yeah. we repost that when we get closer. <laughs> but, you know, like Star-Lord, he doesn't look like he does in the comics. And I'm glad that, like, yeah. in this third movie, they're finally getting to that. But, yeah. you know, like that traditional Star-Lord look. But, like, for me, it's one of those rare times where the comic book and the character that I see don't match. And I'm okay with it. Yeah. Like, if you put Superman in a yellow suit, people would be like, what? <laughs> No, 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 no. That's no. the X-Men. No, no. He looked like Wolverine. <laughs> so so bad. Wolverine without the claws. Jesus. Oh, Why is Wolverine shooting heat beams? Weird. Yeah, right? Wolverine and Cyclops combined? <laughs> but yeah, Imagine I really... Well, they did combine Wolverine and Batman into Dark Claw. That was a good one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Amalgam Comics. <laughs> but anyway, so that's, those are my thoughts on Star-Lord. Awesome. I also do All love right. the running bit about how everybody forgets his name. Yeah, right? Uh, all right, so let's move down the list with, I would say, probably the biggest name that you have in the cast, and that is Dave Bautista. What? He's the biggest name in the cast? <laughs> I no. thought you were dead serious for a second. My wife would say that. Producer Melody would say that in a heartbeat. Definitely not the biggest name, but the biggest person. I, I don't know. Is he yeah, he's bigger than Vin Diesel? I think he's bigger than Vin Diesel. Yeah. But, but no, that was a joke, but... We'll, we'll stick with Dave Bautista as Drax, who I know I, I was reading something about Dave Bautista and he actually was super excited that he actually got this role that he started to cry because mm. he wanted it that bad. And he was finally in a Marvel movie and he was working with an acting coach to help him get this role. And I haven't really seen too much stuff with Dave Bautista. I know he's been and a few like made you know, like straight to DVD type stuff, straight to DVD type stuff, and you know like a lot of like war fighting type of movies. Yeah. You know, like nothing, nothing as I would say like funny yet serious at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, he he pulls it off. He does a know? good job. Yeah, you know, for again, someone that really isn't. Oh, an actor per se i mean he did wrestle which is acting but still but yeah i mean drax is drax is one of those characters that in this movie he's he's there to have you like laugh at him with you know like all the jokes going over his head and you know like him not understanding sarcasm you know it's almost like he's like you know the peep the person you laugh at in the pro- this movie my problem with with drax and we'll talk about it a little bit more when we get to the second one is and he is one of those characters that changes so dramatically between films. Yeah. Like Drax and in volume one versus Drax and volume two are completely different. Like it's, it's almost jarring at points Yeah, where like he's actively making jokes in the second one. And maybe like it's a comfort thing. It's this, but, or it's yeah. maybe like they finally realized that Dave Bautista has some decent comedic timing, but in all honesty, it's it's one of my few gripes about this franchise where Drax 
goes to the goofy side, much like Thor, just too yeah. too much. And yes, I, I like him more in this first one because, in all honesty, we have funny. Yeah, every character in Marvel does not need to be funny. No, Star Lord is funny. Root and Root. Oh my God, <laughs> Groot, Rocket and Groot. Groot. That's their ship name. I don't know if you guys knew. That's what yeah, I, right? I ship. I ship the two of them. But Rocket and Groot are Groot are funny together. Like they're they're a comedic yeah. duo unintentionally half the time. Then you have Gamora, who's dry in all honesty, very yeah. dry wit. And then you have Drax, who's funny for the sake of just being a little bit more ignorant. And I thought it worked because everybody kind of had their own role. And in the second movie, that starts to go a little bit. Yeah. Again, you don't need to make that's Marvel. That's a Marvel issue where everybody has to be funny and quippy. Even like Captain yeah. America, by the end of it, like he's making jokes and he's quipping, and we like we laughed and we enjoyed it. And, you know, that's America's yeah. ass. You know, we all we all love it, but you know, sometimes it gets too far with yeah. Marvel. When when you have a like a serious quote unquote serious character, you don't want them to be funny. You know, maybe throw like a one liner in a, in a movie, not throw you know. 10 one-liners in a right. movie like they did again we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves but with drax and you know volume two it's uh, like in the suicide squad where like bloodshot blood sports like he does exactly yeah. what i do yeah but better <laughs> yeah but um, fun fact drax in the comics is drastically different uh, yeah. in the comics he was actually a regular human who was like kidnapped and changed to kill he like he was genetically engineered to kill thanos that was his yeah. but he was like a normal dude first and he was green in the comics and they changed yeah. it so he did not look like the hulk they didn't want people getting yeah. confused cuz that was the biggest he, issue he was like a little like grayish green in the movies yeah with the the red tattoos apparently his his what's it called his makeup took about 9 what is it what did i just say i just saw it too Took about four hours to put on and about ninety minutes to remove, and that's another reason wow. why he does not want to do this anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just at this point, he's just like, I'm, I'm so tired. Yeah, makeup's no joke. Like, on, no, I gotta come on set four hours early. Yeah, I mean, like we we joke that like you know actors get paid millions and millions of dollars, but for the most part, a lot of them are working like sixteen hour days to begin with. And imagine yeah. waking up two o'clock in the morning. To go sit in a chair for four hours. I think by like the next movie, they they got it um, a little bit easier. Yeah. But so you know, it's kudos to to both him and the, probably the next person we're going to talk about for sitting in that makeup chair for so long. I'm guessing the next person is Zoe Zaldana. I don't know. You're hosting. I'm just trying to tee you up. As... Well, you, well, you you trying to tee me up with the makeup thing. Well, apparently a script doesn't work or pre-planned notes doesn't work, so I might as well just <laughs> throw it out there. I was waiting for you to be like. Oh, John C. Riley? He didn't wear any makeup in this. <laughs> yeah, right. He just wore a helmet. <laughs> but, all right, so Zoe Saldana mm-hmm. as Gamora. Is that who you were thinking of? Yes. Oh, I'm always thinking about Zoe Saldana. Don't, <laughs> don't tell Producer Melody. Yeah. Again, she, I feel like a lot of her roles in movies are like, that badass check. Oh my God. Like the losers and just yep. like, and this was also her before she was huge. Yeah. You know, so, you know, basically we have, you know, Gamora, who is this badass who essentially in the movie is like trying to get back at like daddy has daddy issues, you know, more um, like a reverse Stockholm syndrome. Let's yeah, let's, let's be real. <laughs> 
But I mean, again, with this cast, like it's hard to say bad things about, you know, Zoe Zaldana does a great job. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, you know, she's got like kind of like a like no sense of humor to like a dry humor at certain times. You know, she's kind of like the level headed one in a sense with this group, you know, because obviously you got Groot who doesn't talk. Rocket who's just like, yo, let me steal stuff. Mm You know, and she's kind of like the one like, no, we have to stay on track. We got to complete our mission. We got to go from A to B with no, you know, detours or anything. It's funny because like at this point, first of all, she was at Crossroads with Britney Spears. Let's just start there. Let's just talk about it. And I always forget she was at the first Pirates of the Caribbean. That is right. Yeah. Oh, because I'm lying. Did you think I was lying? No, I, I for for a second I was like she was, and then I was like, oh, yep, yeah, yep. she plays the one. If you if you worse luck not to let her on there, but yeah. then you have she she'd already done Star Trek at this point. She had already yes. done Avatar, The Losers, Death at a Funeral, Columbiana, Star Trek Into Darkness. Like she had some some of her bigger roles already behind her before she even took this role. And yeah. then it's funny she started to slow down after this role. She did Guardians in 2014. She did The Book of Life, Nina, Star Trek Behind, Live by Night, Guardians 2, and then like a couple of other non-Marvel things, but that's about it. Yeah. I I do really like Zoe Saldana. I, I think she's such a great actress, and she seems like just a cool person, like somebody to just like hang out with. Yeah. And again, I'm a big fan of The Losers. I'll never not watch that 100%. movie if it's ever. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, yeah, we did an episode on The Losers. That was a fun one. Yeah, we did. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Who's up next? All right. Up next, let's go with a voice. We'll go with Vin Diesel. Matt, I wasn't sure. I was like, we have two. I know. Actually, scratch that. We have two. We have three, including a special cameo at the uh, end. Yes, that but who did you say, Mr. Vin? Vincent? Yeah, Vincent as, as we Diesel. call him. Yeah, Vincent. Yeah. Vincent Mr. Diesel. Vincent Diesel, who voice group. Again, there's there's nothing that you can really say because again, it's just a voice mm-hmm. uh, but you know i think Groot kind of turned into a lot of people's like favorite character he was a fan favorite and he still you is yes. even though technically i know it's a, a new Groot it was born yeah but yeah he he steals the show in every every scene that's focused on Groot he is the one that's making everybody laugh like whether it's like him in the background taking the battery when rock yeah. is explaining the very intricate plan and the alarm goes off and he's like i got it yeah. <laughs> or the scene where he like skewers all the guys and he like whipping them back and forth and he turns around and he's just like yay yay yep and of course you know he's the he's the one guardian that dies in this yeah and you know the we are group is still like oh, right oh, feels that hits you and that. you got to give Vin Diesel kudos at least to the point where a he made more money than anybody for saying three words but he yeah. did do the dub in almost every single language. He learned how to say I am Groot in all mm-hmm. the different languages, which is cool. And I and I respect stuff like that. Yeah. And, and the thing, too, is like with, with the voice, it wasn't just I am Groot, I am Groot. You know, like different situations he had a different tone for. Like he made it a little funny, a little more, more serious. You know, like that's where it's like, you know, that's another place you give him props. Yeah, he puts a, a lot of emotion it. in all in just three simple yeah. words. Like you knew what he was feeling. Yeah, it's kind of like, like when, you almost, go ahead. You almost didn't need Rocket to translate at sometimes. You know, like you're like I can kind of get what he's saying by saying I am Groot for the 88th time. You know, well, but, you know, Groot is an elective in Asgardian Elementary School. 
Yes, that is true. It was an elective in school. But I, I, it's like the way that Groot talks that you're able to connect with is almost like when a character's wearing like like the Mandalorian. Mandalorian's mm-hmm. constantly wearing a helmet, but you could feel what his emotions are because of the, it's a testament to the acting. So as much as yes. we'll tease Vin Diesel, who please don't beat me up, would like we still have a lot of respect for how well he does in this. A hundred percent. All right, let's go to the other voice. Let's go to Mr. Bradley Cooper from The Hangover Fame. I know. This was like, I, I would honestly say he was the biggest name going into this. Yes. Yeah, that's where I was going first. And then I pulled the Dave Bautista joke. But yeah, no, Bradley Cooper is definitely the biggest name from this. You have some other people that are big names, but, you know, at this time, Bradley Cooper was hot. Oh, yeah. This was, this was after the hangover and all that. Yeah. You know, so th- this is Prime Cooper. Prime you know. Cooper. You, you like that? No, Prime <laughs> Cooper was hanging with Mr. Cooper. All right. All right. Fine, I guess. <laughs> ah, well done. Five um, points to me. Yeah, right. But this is, he voiced Rocket, for those that might not know, which is basically an experimental raccoon. Who looks like uh, he's going to be the uh, the star of this next one. Yes. It which seems... I am excited for. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like we said earlier, like every volume has had a different star and then like a sub star and i feel like rocket kind of never really has his time to shine enough everyone all the other characters have had their time to shine multiple times and you know we'll be able to see a little bit more about who rocket actually is mm-hmm. i i'm excited to see because i bradley cooper does a great job bringing rocket to life and, yeah. you know, and obviously it's even funnier is it's Sean Gunn doing like all the motion capture, but it's really yeah. like he, he doesn't put on like a silly voice or he doesn't do anything like that. He just uses what he has and he does a really good job. And I I, I hope Rocket doesn't die. Uh, I guess we'll find out in a couple of weeks. Oh, God, <laughs> I can't. I can't handle this. And when we get closer, we'll, ob- we'll obviously kind of put bets on who we think is going to survive. But yeah. that's the the main guardians. Do you want to talk about some of the minor characters in this? There's not a whole yeah. lot. Yeah, not not a whole lot. You have kind of like your big bad. You have Ronan. I wouldn't even call him. A, he's one of the most boring villains in the entire Marvel franchise. Yes, I'm that's blue. Probably only, that's probably the only bad thing about this movie. Yeah, he's and they they you know. then they try and bring him back for Captain Marvel. He's just as bad. Yeah. But Ronan is played by Lee Pace. And I like Lee Pace. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know him personally. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's there. He does the job of a big, big bad. But at the same time, he's more of just like a the bad guy. I wouldn't even say like the big bad because we all, after this, we kind of come to find out that, you know, strings are being pulled behind. You know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's pretty much it about Ronan. Nothing too good. A lot of negative with him. And, you know, it's funny. And we'll, I think maybe we'll save these these next two characters for the next movie because they get more time to shine. We have Michael Rooker as Yondu and Karen Gillan as Nebula. And mm-hmm. in this movie, they're just kind of they're, – they're secondary antagonists, if anything. Yeah. And they get their time to shine in the following movies. Like, obviously, Yondu in the second movie and then Nebula in the second movie and then Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. Yes. I, it's weird how Nebula really Nebula turned into a fan favorite really quickly, mm-hmm. and just 
she, her her villain to hero redemption arc felt so natural and so perfectly done. Yeah. And I'm kind of annoyed that we're not getting more, like just more nebula. Like the the Guardians yeah. Christmas special. You know, like she yeah. she gives presents and they're all like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we'll get her in what you call it. Not what you call three. it. Oh, I, yeah, no. They released the first clip with her, with her and Peter, and apparently they yeah. dropped the first f bomb in Marvel. Really? Yep. And if it's it's bleeped in the in the clip, but I'm curious to see if yeah. they're actually going to say it because nowadays they can just bleep things and nobody bats an eye. Like Brooklyn Nine Nine would do it, where they'd like just bleep yeah. out the cuss words and like the the aggressive ones, or the, not the aggressive. That's a terrible way to explain it. Like the the really <laughs> explicit ones that you can't say on yeah. on NBC at you know eight o'clock, but. Like nowadays they do that. Like Family Guy's been doing it for years. Other shows have I believed it out. Yeah. And then the more basic characters we have: Jimon Hasu as Korath, yeah. who you know is the big thing. Like who? Star Lord. Finally. Yeah. John C. Riley as Ramonian Day. Glenn yeah. Close as the leader Nova of Nova Corp. Nova Prime. And Benicio del Toro as Tenelier Tivan, otherwise known as the Collector. Yes. Josh Brolin appears uncredited, and that's his first. I think it's her, that was his first time seeing him. Yeah. We had uh, Sean Gunn. Let's see. As Craglin. Craglin takes a bigger role in the second film. Alexis yeah. Denzoff reprises his role as the Vizier from Avengers. Let's see. I'm trying to think of some, just some other really good ones. And of course, we have Seth Green as voice of Howard the Duck. Nathan Fillion yeah. is the voice of one of the inmates. Rob Zombie apparently is one of the Ravagers. And of course, we had Stanley as yeah. as one of the as like a ladies' man type character. Rob Zombie is one of the the Ravengers. He Rob Zombie is the voice of Ravager Navigator. Hmm. Oh, yeah. huh. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's pretty much all the main characters. And any other thoughts you want to throw at you know throw out there? No, I mean again, like like we've kind of both said, like it, this was just you know this launched you know. Chris Pratt's career, you know, it kind of changed the tone of Marvel as well. We kind of, since this movie and the second one, arguably, we kind of gotten rid of what Marvel is known for in a way. Like they kind of almost went the Guardians route. And you kind of see that in Love and Thunder, you know, and a couple other movies too, where they're like, well, Guardians is a big success. Let's keep kind of this formula, formula. Formula. You know, when we can formula, Drinks you know. Wine. So, uh, any final thoughts for you? No, I think you kind of nailed it. Like, it, it's funny. Most of most of the characters are excessively the same, which is nice, actually. At certain points, yeah. I'm curious to see what they're going to do with Gamora in this new movie because she's technically 2012 Gamora or whatever they, you know. Yeah. Marvel timeline's weird. But yes. I'm curious to see how that's going to work out. But this movie really set the tone, and it, and it did such a great job. And all these characters, we, we loved all these characters. There was not a character in this film that we did not like. So yeah. my Star City rating is going to be high, just to throw that out there. Well, speaking of Star City rating. 4.5. 4.5? It is a near-perfect movie. There's a couple, like, minor, like, there are, like, one or two things keeping it away from perfect, but I, like, I just can't put my finger on them right now. But for yeah. me, it, it is definitely a 4.5. If this movie's on TV, I will throw this movie on and just really enjoy. There's not, there's, It's just a good time, and that's all I need. I'm just here for yeah. a good time, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I agree. 4.5, it's, like you said, it's not a perfect movie. You know, like we talked about before with Ronan, 
you know, being a big letdown and his look and everything just wasn't that good. And like the, the writing for him too, you know, what wasn't great, even though everything else, all the other writing for every other character was really good. Mm-hmm. This movie, like you said, just at, at any point I can watch this movie. If I had, you know, to recommend a Marvel movie, this would be one of probably three, the first three that I said. Oh yeah. You I know, totally agree. Between, you know, winter soldier, this, and I, I don't know what the third one would be, but, you know, these to me are probably like top two Marvel movies we had, you know, and like I said, in a couple of weeks, we will be able to kind of come to an end with the Guardians, which is sad because of yeah. how great this movie is and how I'll say good the second one is. But yeah, so that's pretty much going to wrap us up for our talk on Guardians Volume 1. Again, next week we'll have recap on volume two however before we go we have two what we have two fan feedback fridays right because we didn't miss so look at that yeah we're really sorry we are really sorry about that we tried we really did try Ron. and we we almost recorded on wednesday but i had a i'll be honest i had a terrible day at work and i got home and i was just like i can't i can't do this to the point where so for those guys who don't know in my spare time for some stupid reason i do some part-time work where Ronnie works. I was there and he was there and I was so just miserable from my regular work day that I went in, did my thing and I left without even talking to him. And I thought he hated me. I did. You still do. It's fair. (laughs) All right. So we have two fan feedback Fridays. We'll do the first one first, Paul, because that's how first work edit. You could do this, but I got this man. (laughs) I had a whole glass of wine. Worst one perfect superhero suit and one terrible one. Now I'm glad I did not specify movie or TV, because uh, yeah. it made it more fun. A perfect one. Superman, Kingdom Come, Terrible, Steel, as portrayed by Shaq. <laughs> a perfect one. Batman's tactical suit in Justice League with Chef's Kiss. And our friend Alex, I completely agree. that I, I think that the Justice League tactical suit gets overlooked. Because he has a lot of great suits in the Insider. The Batman suits, they're all really good. Yeah. And then, worst, Amazing Spider-Man's Goblin and Rhino. I think Rhino... We needed to see more, but definitely Goblin. Oh, oh. oh yeah. And then a, a last perfect would be the Scarlet Spider. I'm going to give five points to our friend BlindBat8719 on that one because <laughs> I do love the Scarlet Spider suit. And then a terrible yeah. one would be the Red Sonya suit. <laughs> Red Sonya. Oh, my God. What a throwback. <laughs> That's great. All right. And then this week we have, in keeping with what we're talking about tonight, how would you rate the first two Guardians of the Galaxy films and why? We have both good. First one better. That's fair. First movie was great. Second movie was good. For both movies, the soundtracks are great, and it was a different enough formula that we usually get from Marvel. And then our friend Adam, first great. Second, trash. All right. So I told him it was a hot take. (laughs) He responded. All right, Adam. James took everything great from the first movie and heightened it until it became annoying. Drax's entire personality, for example. We also spent a whole movie trying to build a team only for them to completely fall apart two months later in timeline. Taika did similar things to Thor 4 after Thor 3, took all the good parts and dialed them to 11, which just makes it awful. We'll agree with the Thor stuff. We definitely said that. We'll discuss this thought, though, on our next episode for Guardians 2. So thanks, Adam. If you guys want to hear more from Adam, check him out. You hate to see it. Ronnie and I were just on You Hate to See It. So I think if you subscribe to their Patreon, you can see the entire episode. So make sure you guys do that. I think it's only like a dollar a month. But uh, yeah, there you go. Fan Feedback Friday. Done. You're welcome. Awesome.
again. So thank you all for listening. If you would like to participate in Fan Feedback Friday, obviously just check our Facebook on Fridays. Who would have thought? Typically, it gets posted up between 8 and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Other ways to get in contact with us is either on Instagram or Twitter. Just look up the Misfit Action and you will find us. Or you can obviously look up Multiverse Fancast. And then obviously going on to our website, themisfitfaction.com, where you will get a link to not only the show, but also Cinematic Adventures, as well as MF Uncensored. And you can also find our merch on there and some articles that Paul has written quite a few on. So make sure you check those out. Yep. So in terms of articles, I have my Everything is Hard series where it's just basically – Normal things around the world that are just annoyingly difficult or sometimes mm-hmm. a little bit less easy than you'd hope. And then obviously we do the occasional superhero review or TV show review or anything along those lines. Retro reviews are on there too. So make sure – and I'm doing Gotham Knights. Oh my god. I got to do I gotta do <laughs> the most recent episode. Oh. Yeah, It's getting better. <laughs> That's a good. Oh, sucks. It's so bad. I, I should have done Superman and Lois. What was I thinking? What's wrong with you? Oh. All right, but that – what? I don't know. <laughs> we'll be back in a flash. Yeah, right? <laughs> All right, so that's going to wrap us up for today. I'm Ronnie. And I'm Paul. And we'll be back in a flash. See ya. <laughs>